Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's Homily Highlight for Good Shepherd Sunday, here is Monsignor John Sayak, pastor at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. So in the Holy Land, there's, there's two principal bodies of water. There's the Sea of Galilee up north, and then there's the Dead Sea. And you couldn't have a greater contrast between two bodies of water that are so close together. There's only, there's only 65 miles that separate these two bodies of water, and they're both being fed by the River Jordan. So let's, when you think about uh, the Sea of Galilee, it's beautiful. You got fish. This is where Peter, James, and John made their living. There's boats. There's people. There's settlements on the on the on the on the on the, on the sea. Uh, there's this rolling kind of pasture land. You can imagine the flocks and the shepherds out there as well. There's life. The Dead Sea has truly earned its name. It is so full of salt and minerals that nothing can live there. And, and uh, I don't know if you've, anyone's ever been there, but like when you go to the Dead Sea, you don't like getting a splashing fight with anybody because you get that, that water in your eyes, it hurts. You can, and, you, and you're so buoyant in the water that when you, when you go out there past where you can touch the bottom, you're still like this far out of the water because the, the water is so dense with the minerals. So what's the difference? The same life-giving water from the Jordan goes to both places. Why is the Sea of Galilee so full of life? And why is the Dead Sea so dead? Well, it's, it's not the River Jordan. It's what these bodies of water do with that water. In the Sea of Galilee, the water that comes in, water flows out. It stays fresh. The Dead Sea holds on to every drop of water that comes into it, and what happens to that body of water? No life can be there. You can't even, you can't drink it, right? And so it's a, it's a nice uh, image to keep in mind that, uh, you know, the, these two seas in the Holy Land, and you think about that, there be kind of two kinds of people in the world, that same sort of thing. The one that flows outward and, st and stays alive the one that grasps and holds and dies. This image of these two bodies of water is, it was, is the principal image in our Archbishop Sample's uh, annual Catholic appeal. He, he, has, he uses this image to, um, to help to, to ask of us uh, for our help. And so if we have those, these two bodies of water, we're thinking about it, you know, the, the one body of water that is so full of life and the other that is, that is dying. Let's add a third image. And this third image comes to us uh, from our Lord in today's gospel, and that is a shepherd. A shepherd. And shepherds in the Holy Land, they have kind of a unique way of, of guiding their flock. When we think of... of, of uh, of moving sheep in a certain to a certain place or cattle in a certain place, our immediate idea is that we got to get the sheep dog out, we got to round them up, we got to drive them into the area that we want them to go because they won't go willingly. 
Well, in the Holy Land, the sheep, the sheep are all of several shepherds can be are all kept into the, a common pen. It's kind of collective security, as if, if you will, about about the the sheep. And then in the morning, they open the gate, and each shepherd goes out and calls, and his sheep follow him. And the next shepherd comes out and calls, and those sheep go with him. And this is this is uh, so key that comes to us from the from the Lord that the shepherd then walks out front in front of the sheep. The sheep recognize the voice of their shepherd because they know that he cares for them. Right? The sheep trust their shepherd because he's always with them. He protects them. He nurtures, nurtures them, leads them to green pastures. The shepherd is courageous, selfless, shows affection for his flock. And Jesus is the good shepherd. He calls us to follow where he is going. And where is Jesus going? He's going to the Father, to the bosom of the Father where he, where he has abided for all eternity. Only this time, he wants to take us with him, to hear the voice of our good shepherd and to follow him. But before he calls us, he tells us something very important. I know them. The shepherd knows us. He knows us through and through. Every hair of our head, every cell of our body, every movement of our soul, everything that's ever happened to us, every circumstance we've been in. He knows our desires, our fears, our sorrows. He knows what will make us happy. He calls out to us to follow him. And this is the way to eternal life. And I want to be part of that flock, the flock that hears the voice of the Savior, the one and only Savior of the world, to follow him. So now let's take it a step further. Jesus is the good shepherd and he also established his apostles as shepherds and their successors to be living icons of the Good Shepherd, a living icon to the fatherhood of God. That's the way he built his church so that we could always hear the voice of the Good Shepherd in any time and any place until he comes again. And having these shepherds is so important. You know, we, we call it, so we call it apostolic succession. What does that mean? That means that we have a direct link to Christ himself about what he taught and what he did, what we should believe, how we should live. This ensures that we are part of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And, and, uh, and this was important in the early church as well. You know, there's, in the early church, there were these, these controversies about the divinity, whether Christ was fully divine or not. Um, and an, an early heresy was called Gnosticism, which basically said the material world was evil, that God didn't create it. And it was uh, the great church father, St. Irenaeus, 
who argued against that there was only one creator of the world and he created everything and he, what he created was good, even though it's marked by sin but has been redeemed by, by him. And you know, St. Irenaeus' argument, what he, what he used, is apostolic succession. How do I know that what I say is right? Because this is what was given to me by, by the, apostle, the, the successor that came before me. That was St. Polycarp. And you know who became, came before him? St. John the Evangelist. And you know who was before him? Jesus Christ himself. So this is just vitally important that our link with our shepherd links us to Christ. Right? This is not a superfluous sort of thing. This is a necessary sort of thing. That, that again, so that we here at Christ the King are in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. So who is our local shepherd? I'm not going to call on anybody, but I think we know, right? Archbishop Alexander Sample. He is our good shepherd. And, uh, you know, I think of, a lot of you know what I did before I came to Christ the King. I spent nine years at the Vatican working in the Congregation for Bishops. And what that, what that office did was really the big vetting process of shepherds, right? It was the, the vetting process of all candidates for the episcopacy uh, throughout the world. It ended up funneling through our office before it went to the Holy Father for a decision. And so as being on the, on the staff of, for most of the time with Cardinal Willette, he actually just, just retired uh, recently, um, we were part of, the, part of that process. And so in that time, in those almost nine years, I had the privilege of studying hundreds of candidates for the episcopacy, most, mostly in the English-speaking world. And I can say with a lot of confidence is that Archbishop Alexander Sample is in the top five in the world. I'm not, I'm not making that up. That's just from my experience, that we are so blessed. And not only is a good man and a good bishop, he's, he's striving after holiness. He really wants to be the good shepherd for us, and he loves his priests and he loves his people. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor Syak at Christ the King Church. Oh, I love what he says, well, knowing that we have the best. Of course, we have the most wonderful Archbishop, Alexander Sample, and we continue to keep him in our prayers. 